Sean Stees. Tommy Schneider. And this right here is an over the mixtape where we'll where we give our two cents on whatever the hell we deems relevant. There's no real subjects, no real topics, no real box you could put us in. Just great worldly dialogue about whatever the hell we deem relevant. So, Tommy, what's good? You know, I like the new Nas album, and I think that's pretty good. And from previous discussions we've had, it doesn't seem like you feel the same way. Ah, no. I mean... It's not whack. I mean, I'm you know I'm not gonna disrespect the legend. It's not whack, but it's um, it's that sort of middle of the road Nas album, you know that he puts out. You know when Jay said two of them shits was due, one of them was eh. This the other was, was Illmatic. Yeah, this one was eh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know the guys. I mean, he started in what ninety three. He's been doing it a long time. Okay. So, so for this is a pretty good album, considering he's been doing this a long time. Let's not forget, Jay Jay Z just dropped a great album. Sure, he's been doing absolutely it long, if not longer. So, um, yeah. like, I, I don't. We're not going to give him a pass for age. Like, I mean, Nas is still a legend, no matter what. Like, Nas could you know go on to put out three more like absolutely trash albums and he's still nice he's still a legend but like let's not let's just not overlook you know what this is um you know he starts off and i and i i told you Nas Nas is the rap game alex jones he's hip -hop that's just that's so disrespectful that's a that's very disrespectful what is come on now man it's always been the case like alex jones isn't a stupid guy he, he is says, a stupid guy. He's not. No, stupid. He, he's an opportunist. He's even worse. He's worse than a stupid guy. He's an opportunist. He's a horrible morally, person. I'm not, I'm not comparing Nas morally to Alex Jones. I'm comparing Nas's like role in the. No, not even close. Because Alex Jones Alex just Jones spews movies. nonsense. Come on, bro. Fox. He News spews nonsense. By, Fox News was started by a black guy. Like I don't know what that was about. I don't know what that was about. I'm still trying to figure Reagan it out. Had, you said Reagan had what? Alzheimer's. Well, that's true. That is? He did. He did? Yeah, he had Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. You got me on that one. Yeah. No, Reagan had Alzheimer's. I mean, that's a that's a fact. Okay. But uh, I don't know why he said it. I don't... I, 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 just, I didn't either. Nas is always... Throughout his I don't know what his point was. I don't either. And he's always, you know, done that. Just said things that sound smart, and uh, <laughs> it's it's the truth. Like a lot of people substitute like a Nas listening session as a for a formal education. Like people really think, you know, they could just. He's an intelligent guy, and he's and not a dumb something. guy. I'm not saying he's dumb, but he's sometimes Nas just just, just says some off the wall shit. But people, you know, his his fan base takes everything he says as fact and that's like that's crazy we don't do that for anybody else like like when birdman said i put i'm gonna put platinum eyebrows on my hoes nobody took that as facts because it's birdman but if Nas would have said the same shit they you know people really think women have platinum eyebrows like I just feel like yeah. Nas has a responsibility to put out. I don't even know what you're talking about with platinum eyebrows, but I mean, whatever. Listen, Bert, uh, number one stun is by the big timers. One of the, you know, one of the greatest lies in hip hop history. 
He said he's gonna buy. He's about to buy a platinum football field. He's about to put platinum eyebrows on these hoes. Everything platinum. Okay. Birdman, let Nas say that. Yeah. People really, you have to be playing. You know, expecting to see the Patriots play on on, on platinum turf. Because not Nas has. I feel like Nas has a responsibility to you know. Not now. Nah, I feel like a rapper like Nas just needs to be more careful because people do. Look All like right, so you're saying so people are gonna take that as fact, uh, or they're gonna uh, seriously it's consider this? Nas says it's fact. It's not like like we don't do that with any rapper, but for some reason Nas, we do. Well, not we, but when he said in the song "I Can," the Persian military invaded. Uh, they they didn't. Uh, talking about Egypt. Yeah, they, they, shot up they did. To impose a basically. Still goes on today, you see. Yeah, that yes. that wasn't factually true. Yes, I know that was the next thing I was gonna bring up. Like he's throughout his career, he's done this, man. But like we, like people. people now I know this is an offensive term. Huh? I know this is an offensive term for a white person to say it. Just uh, the N word, bro. Just say N word. No, 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 no. Hotep. Is that what he is? Is that what you would consider him? Hmm. Mm. Um. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Nas is religious. Like Nas is, he's a Christian. Last time I checked, he used to be a Muslim. Hotel. He's one of the, you know, uh, black Israelite type of guys, you know? Yeah, but I think from, from what I understand, um, my girl's from Philly, so she knows all about that Hotep culture. Um, from what I heard, like Hotep's tend to like worship. Uh, they, they tend to subscribe to the more traditional African religions as opposed to the, um, and they tend to, uh, despise Abrahamic religions, and mm -hmm. Nas is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Nas has been a Muslim at one point as well as a Christian. Okay, so, uh, maybe his dad is a Muslim and his mother is Christian. Yeah. So either way, Nas yeah. adheres to one of the Abrahamic faiths, and Hotels don't really tend to, as far as I yeah. Know. Now, uh, from what what I've gathered scene, about that whole term. What, from what I've gathered about that whole term, it's more, uh, and, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, or just kind of enlighten me, um, that it has a, there's a literal definition to it, but it's sort of been uh, bastardized to sort of speak in uh, like a urban dictionary type of way about sort of a conspiracy theorist type of uh, personality within that culture. Yeah, but I think it's more like with hotels. I think it's more is more than just conspiracy theorists. I wouldn't call uh -huh. the label Nas a hotel. Okay, I, I fair enough. I, I think Nas is pro black. He um yeah he, he is a bit of a conspiracy theorist, but but we all are. I just want him to be a little bit more responsible. That's all I'm saying. I I'm not gonna fair go enough as to label him a hotel, but um now musically right. All you know, all the responsibility shit aside, musically this album like goes to show that Nas, uh, DJ Vlad, has said it a few times on his show that Nas is the worst beat picker in hip hop, and this album really didn't do anything to um, to challenge that notion. I I don't agree with that though. I've hear I've heard it a lot. For and Kanye, and I don't like, agree with Kanye it. Kanye made these beats, and these beats weren't 
maybe only like one or two beats stood out. I mean, the the intro beat was good. Yes, the intro beat was, was fire. And then after that... Cop Shot like, the Kid was good. Cop, that beat was good. That was a good beat. It was a loop. Like, I'm sitting there like... I'm right, it was a loop, but it was still... Drop. I mean, what are you... All right, fine. There's no beat. It's just a loop. Cop Shot the Kid. Cop Shot the Kid. I, I don't see but it. But then it picks up, and then it picks up a different rhythm. I mean, listen, like, you can't... He's got many great songs. If I Rule the World, that's a great beat. Okay. You can go You can go through a number of tracks through all his albums and find great beats. His best beat, other than... Yeah, look, the, the whole Stillmatic album is filled with great beats. I don't know about that. It's true. You tell me one mic's not a good beat. Got yourself a gun. Not, that's not a good beat. That might have honestly. That might beat wise. That might have been his best album when I think about it. Because Ether was on the album. That might have been uh, Build and Destroy, Rewind. Those are all great beats. So yeah, I mean, Elmatic not doesn't necessarily have a lot of good beats, uh, but it's critically acclaimed more so for his lyrics. Yeah. So. Is that more of a credit to him to be able to have this much success in his career, be Absolutely. considered unanimously top five and still not be considered to have good beats? It absolutely is. It is a credit to him. I don't think um, nobody's done that since J. Cole. And J. Cole picks way, has way better beats than Nas. But J. Cole is, you know, like the boy could rap. Like Nas could rap. Nobody will ever. Yeah, for rap. sure. He's my favorite. Nobody I love the guy. Whether he's good at rapping, you know, the boy could spit. But, um, and he, I, I think, um, my, my old roommate, shout out to Kels, he, um, he said that Nas said on, on the album, I must have missed his line, that he, he basically said, um, he doesn't do it. He never had the billboard hits or something like that. Like, that's not. On what the recent said. one? Hmm? Yeah. On the, on the recent one. Yeah, he okay. said something like that. I don't, I don't know what song he said that on, but it makes sense. Like Nas, he hasn't had you know a slew of hits. Um, he's had his, you know, he's had his fair share throughout the years. He's had commercial success. He's had commercial success, but he, but not in the same way uh, as just having try topping hips for hits yeah, for sure. Absolutely, and um, yeah, there's a reason for that. But I, you know, I, I, he doesn't need it. He never needed it, and that's cool. Um, right, and I'm not gonna take away from Nas, but I I think we're I think we're in agreement on that. Like he he can rap, but the songs just don't slap like that. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's playing a Nas song in the club. Like that's not gonna happen. Not even in like I'm not listening. Or do you even hanging out with people. It's something you usually just listen to by yourself. Yeah, for sure. I, I and I will agree with that. Banging in my car because I need you know me personally. I'm from the south, so I. I I need, you know, I need my speakers to knock, and Nas's, Nas music really doesn't do that. Like Ether was a, Ether was a banging beat. My favorite Nas beat though is um the song with Aaliyah. You won't see me tonight. Produced by Timberland. from I am, from I am, yeah, favorite yeah. Nas beat Timberland killed that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good beat. The, yeah, I mean, I like Nas's like Nas's likes a good beat. Yes, it is primo. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not I, I, I just, I just don't. I, I, I think the album. Um, I just know nobody's. Gonna I know the eight and a half. Beyonce album. It's me. a solid album. I listened to the Jay Z and Beyonce album one time, it's and uh, I think it's okay. I mean, I gotta give it more of a chance, but 
I don't know. I usually don't like Jay and Beyonce collabs. Um, right. I can't really think of any really songs that stick out. I like part two from or on the run part two. I hate that. Um, I like drunk. I like that song. Love is my shit. That song actually blew me away when I first heard it. Drunken love. Drunken love's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. It was fire. I liked, um, deja. No, not deja vu. Um, what was the other one that Wayne? Upgrade you. Yeah. That was good. That yep. was a good song. Um, yeah, I think Lil Wayne upstaged that whole song, he though. He absolutely did. He, Lil, Lil Wayne definitely uh, hijacked that and made it his own and kept it. Yeah, a lot of quotables on that song. Absolutely. But, uh, so you know, I think, but I don't, when you think about it, I've never really put a Beyonce song on repeat. I mean, we, no, I mean, Beyonce makes good music, but it's not for us. You know, like we don't not too. I don't know too many dudes that just ride around and listen to Beyonce. But I could, uh, there's Beyonce songs I could, you know, I could listen to and be like, okay, I could understand. I understand why yeah. I like this. Like Beyonce makes great music, just not right. It's very talented. Yeah, great voice, a lot of charisma. Absolutely. Uh, but I've I've had Rihanna songs on repeat before. Like what the song with her and Eminem? Bitch, better have my money. That song was fire. Yeah. So I, like I don't. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to deny her talent. I'm not going to deny her, the fact that she's an icon. I just think she's rather overrated. Uh, maybe yeah, just yeah. according to my taste, and that, that th- doesn't Tommy matter Snyder. necessarily. That is Tommy but, Snyder speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the views of this podcast, just himself. All right, fair enough. But uh, I don't know. Behavior. I don't know. I mean, I've sure. I've listened to Taylor Swift on repeat. Oh my god! Absolutely. So like, there's, there's, uh, huh? The beehive is coming for you. I can't wait to drop this. I don't care, man. Let them come, man. Play for that. Don't play that shit, man. Good. It's gonna be. I'm only go to war with anybody. Up in the morning. You want to hear a funny story? I was uh, at the Kendrick Lamar concert, and I get off. I'm with a group of friends. We get off this. uh, It was a party bus we traveled in i seen this guy kind of reminded me of will i am more so because of the glasses that he was wearing mm. and uh so i said hey what's up will i am he didn't like it and he got immediately he got immediately pissed off and just started chirping me and i was just like uh then i just started singing black eyed peas songs to him he got real pissed and he's just yelling i don't fuck with people not in my culture and he's with five white girls <laughs> and um and it was it could have it, it was a situation and i just sort of uh passive aggressively just said just like dude will i am's pretty cool like, like you you might not be as cool as him but he's a pretty cool dude like i just seen him in an interview and he's got charisma and, and whatnot you don't but you just kind of look like him why do you do shit like this i don't know you're like the uh, real life white takashi <laughs> and you know what's funny you know what's funny is i was sitting pretty close i was six row on the stage closest i've ever been to a concert i could see kendrick lamar sweat and and uh the dude's a passionate performer but of course you know how he's called people onto the stage recently to sing their song where that one white girl got in trouble for not knowing the rules and uh more so just because she looked extremely awkward up there but uh if there was a situation where i did that i would have 
been sure to, to shout out Will I Am and said uh, he's in the building tonight, and uh, nobody would know what I was talking about, but I'm, that one kid definitely would. Yeah, um, I, I don't know why you do shit like that, man. You're gonna, you're gonna you know, gotta keep things interesting. Gotta keep things interested. People's people gotta stop being so sensitive. You know, I wasn't trying to, you know, make fun of the guy. I just just made an nobody observation. Said, yo, nobody likes being told they look like somebody else by somebody they don't know. That's not funny. Like, you know, yeah. sounds like especially by a white person. Like, we don't like being told we look like another. But I'm pretty. The dude might have been light skinned He probably didn't look shit like. Will no, I he wasn't light skinned He looked like he looked like Will I am. He's probably fucking light skinned and bald. He probably like. No, no. He uh. He just, he was with five white girls, and uh, I think he was trying to show off in front of them, and then, um, I don't know, uh, it, it was uh, it was, a situ- it was a little bit of a situation, but you know, he was just, he was, you know, I'll do it again, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't regret doing that. Bro, you're a walking reality show, bro, you need to, next time have you Yeah, let's you put that on tape. Give me an advance and I'll make it happen. But um, yeah, I mean, what's uh? So how do you the, the rapper that just died? How do you pronounce his name? XXX Tentacion. That's a crazy name. Yeah, um, he was. A lot of people have their opinion about him. Um, a lot of different. Lot a lot of, of controversy. Opinions. Yeah, definitely a lot of controversy about him. One thing I can say is that last single he put out, this song called "Sad." was an absolute banger. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to sit here in front like I was like the biggest fan of the boys' music, but that song was a sheer banger. Um, and I think... Is I mean, he the yeah, one that got tackled on album. stage? Huh? Is he the one that got tackled yeah. on stage? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. He took his, you know, fair share of L's. He, yeah, he, he lived the And then he took it out on a woman. And then he took out that frustration out on a, on a woman. Something like that. Yeah, okay. allegedly. Um, yeah, I just, man, here's the thing. I, I think it's sad anytime anybody dies. The dude was only 20. For sure. Right? Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, I think I'm more upset with the, being being indifferent about it is one thing. Like, it's, like, I, I, I honestly mm-hmm. get why people would sit, why people could sit here and say, Oh, how do you guys mourn a guy who did this, 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 that? Especially the family of, you know, the girl yeah, that he abused. For sure. Or Absolutely. Abused. I could, per- I could, you know, I could really understand why people could sit here and say, I, I how agree. are you guys putting him on a pedestal? Blah blah blah. After all, like, right? She's probably she's like same thing with Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Same thing with Hernandez. It's like uh, he's got a family. Reading all this great stuff about how how this guy was a great dude. This, that, and the third, but while he was here, he victimized you. So I get that part. The mm-hmm. shit that I don't get is people. Well, not not the shit I don't get, right? This. So I understand why people are indifferent, why people could be indifferent about it. But the shit I mm-hmm. don't like are the people who are going out of their way to let people know that they don't give a fuck, or or people going out of their way to say yeah. fucked up shit about him after he right. died. Like right, just, just right. let it be. If if you you know if you didn't fuck with him while while, while he was here, and you want to keep that same energy, keep that same energy. But just let it be. The do a twenty year old kid got killed, and you you your first instinct is to let people know how trash he was instead of just just letting it be. Because right right now, like 
None of us are in a position to judge him. He's not even here anymore. So none of us can mm-hmm. judge him. A 20-year-old at that. And how right. many no. of us would like to be remembered for the shit that they did, you know, as, as a teenager? Mm-hmm. So, no, totally. I mean, he had a whole life ahead of him to potentially right any wrongs he did. And I just, right. I like, I, I'm not, I'm more than a different type when it comes down to him. It's sad when a life is lost. I'm indifferent, but I'm, I'm more so upset with the people who are just, you know. Yeah, taking sort of just joy and, and uh, piling on in a sense to gain any type of satisfaction out of somebody else's death is just a, a weird tactic to take. I, I agree with you completely. And, and yeah, it's one thing to, as you said, there's not, not much more to say, just how you play, laid it out. It's uh, yeah. He hurt people obviously that would uh, definitely feel uh, animosity towards him regardless. And I've had situations like this uh, personally in my personal life where uh that happens and, and it's like uh there's there's really no forgiving some people for what they do and and you can sort of understand that no matter what uh what happens to that other that other person Yo, but uh involved in the situation like is there yeah you're not involved in the situation it's, it's like uh i mean what are you doing it's not you, what are you trying to prove you're just judging and you know i'll answer that you know what people are trying to prove it's not it, it's not, in the, you know, in all of these situations, right, be it when it comes down to any of these polarizing figures in the social media age, be it Kanye, be it, um, you know, Triple X, um, it's not it's not about the person, right? It's, it's, it's not about the, the, the public figure. It's about the person doing the judging, you know, mm-hmm. it's about it's about them um, being able to show their moral upstanding, being able to prove right. that they're the virtue signaling. Uh, yeah, that they're a virtuous, morally upstanding citizen by, right. you know, by publicly chastising this person, right? So yeah. I just find the irony in that, like... As um, if they don't make mistakes themselves. Yeah, and then, oh, and I, morally there is a degree I of... by celebrating somebody's death, because I'm right. such a morally upstanding person. That's that's crazy, this, this, you know, this culture that social media has created. Yeah, no, I get that, and... um I will say when you have a circumstance going on right now with uh, obviously part of the biggest story in the news being the, the immigration thing, and that's where social media is sort of, it becomes the, the focal point of social media where you look at something and you should probably, you'd probably think it should be universally objected. And it's frustrating because it's not. And you have people that can't look at the fact that you have something going on at the border where families are being separated and all these judgments and assumptions are being made of of what's going on there. And it's uh, it gets frustrating to no end. Because I'm seeing about I'm I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm reading here and there and about I've been trying to do a, um, a news cleanse. Well, I just stay the fuck away from the news, but that's, you know, I've, this is something I can't avoid. I haven't been reading too far into it. I know they're, they're mm-hmm. holding kids, what, they're holding kids in detention camps at the border? So, yeah. So, basically, uh, back in May, Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, announced a zero to- tolerance policy for illegal immigrants crossing the border. Okay. And 
He's basically, the administration is utilizing the law where they can detain and prosecute illegal immigrants, where they can criminalize it. And uh, what's happening is families, whether they're seeking asylum from Honduras because of gang violence or they're coming in groups uh, with kids young, uh, under three years old and around child ages, are getting separated uh, from their families because they're putting... uh, they're prosecuting the parents and they're separating the kids into, into detention camps or detention centers. And uh, the big debate is uh, the fact that uh, the argument is this is a law uh, and now this administration is uh, just effectively using the law where in the past other administrations – and that's not, that's not untrue. It is a law. But other administrations had stayed away from it because they know this is something that happens. People come to the border with kids. They never want to be in the position where they're separating those kids from their families. So this administration is defying that. And now you have a whole circumstance with um, with the separation of children and um and their and their parents, when they're whether for whatever reasons they're coming to the border, some are, are seeking asylum, some are just trying to get into the country. Uh, that's what's happening. And the administration, the Trump administration, Trump, uh, they're blaming Democrats. They're saying Congress needs to fix the law. When really, it's how are they blaming? Why? Pretty, what are they blaming Democrats? So, so it was Barack Obama's law then. Well, I mean, the law has always been in place. I mean, crossing the border illegally is is a crime, but you have the discretion as uh, as with your administration to say, okay, well, we the severity of this crime does not does not mean uh, or or we don't feel like it's in the best interest to prosecute this crime as a criminal act. Maybe we'll call it a civil offense, and we'll end up uh, giving them a court date, or, or and these people get into the country, and then they some of them end up living in the country uh, illegally, according to the law. And the Trump administration saying, "Well, we don't want to do that no more. Okay. We are willing to separate the families to to make our to uh, to basically." make our point of uh, this zero tolerance when it comes to illegal immigration. Okay. So, all right. Now, I, th- I think... I think separating kids and families is... I think it's fucked up, right? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on that side of the fence, right? I'm, de- I'm 100% on that side of the debate. I think it's, I, I think it's fucked up, and I think... Um, just from a humanitarian standpoint, just as a human being... I think it's I think it's crazy, right? So that being said, let me play devil's advocate, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people is are the, doing that. Okay, so yep, is, yep, is yep. the Trump administration wrong? If this is the law, how wrong Ethically, is the Trump administration? Or just according to the law, no, they're okay. within their rights to do this within the law. Let's That's see. no question about it. So does Trump have a point then? Because I've seen Trump tweet. Hey, this is a law that this is the law that needs to be fixed. Now, 
from, from well what's the end game what are, what are they trying to accomplish by doing this okay and when i see you know from from what i've been reading it looks like they're um it's a they're using these kids as political pawns to try and the trump administration like, hey, I think trump well like, both hey, sides are being accused of using them as political pawns well what their accusation is and it was uh Kristen Nielsen, uh, head of Homeland Security, talked today uh, in front of the Such press. An American name. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's names. American, and uh, you know she's using American. the whole. Uh, I guess she's white. American she's a white lady. Legion. Kirsten yeah. Nielsen, with the fucking R and the J and all that shit. Yeah, know. she's white. She's a white lady. So, uh, so her, she basically, uh, she. Uh, she came correct, you know, she had all her talking points and she was able to answer a wave of questions from the press who, you know, want answers because the whole country wants answers. Not the whole country, not but a lot of the country, country. Half of the country. Not, not Trump's people. They they're, they're cool with it. But um, of the country. Yeah. So so um, she knew what she was saying, like uh but what she painted as is uh, that this, it's a serious problem and there's a lot of uh, gang and criminal activity that results from the border where I feel like that's remains to be seen or, or you know, I mean, really what, like what the cost is of, of an open border and what effect that has on criminal activity. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think it's being used as a fair mongering tactic by the administration. Right. Uh, that, yeah. Um, but that's their claim, and, and it's viewed as a legitimate claim for most people who are either moderate or to the right. It Yo, ethically, my, my take is ethically, this shit is fucked up. But it's like, I think morally, it's yeah. yeah like, according like, to the law... Like what they're doing... Is, is I think what they're doing is fucked up and it's, you know, it's to prove a point. It's, I mean, this is petty on its highest level, right? Because you're sitting there saying, hey, fix the immigration system. You, you see what, you see what the law is? Yeah. Said? You know, so. Well, that's what, what they kept saying. They kept saying, well, Congress can like, fix this. About it, huh? They kept saying over and over, Sarah Sanders and Nielsen, they kept saying, well, this is Congress. Congress can fix this. We don't want to see these kids. We don't want to see these kids uh, taken away from their parents. But, you know, you got to talk to Congress. And that's not true because this is the directive from the administration. Like, yeah, this was this is a law. But like Obama, when with his whole approach, when it came to marijuana. Yeah, sure. It was a law that where he could criminalize that activity but he said you know what what's it what good is that that's been a problem for a long time where we are criminalizing this i'm not going to do that so i'm not going to prosecute crimes that involve marijuana as criminal acts i'll just make them civil offenses so these are all directions directives and values according to the administration like there's sodomy laws you know, you can you can take any yeah, law you man, want man. and you can take an approach to that. And if you wanted to say, oh, you're breaking that law, we can criminalize it. You could throw somebody in jail for it. Yeah. So it's really based on um, from a federal standpoint, it's based on accordance to what the direction the administration wants to go. So they're holding these basically there. I think they're holding what it sounds like to me is they're holding these kids captive in essence. Um, to get his wall or yeah a lot of speculation exactly. about this is so I, to know, get his I, wall yeah 
you know, I can't, I can't use, um, we, you know, we can't negotiate over DACA, you know, I, I didn't get what I wanted, you know, by, you know, by using DACA as a talking point. So let me, let me use actual like human, uh, what do you call that? I not, not not human shields, but collateral like, damage. Collateral. Yeah, let me let me yeah. let me hold human collateral. You know, like yeah. If, if, and you know what? I've listened. I've uh, I heard a Malcolm Gladwell podcast about that basically touched upon the fact that since border control has increased and since this has become an initiative, immigration has increased because people who are in this country don't want to risk themselves getting caught by going back to their home. So they're staying in this country. So that's why immigration's up. So it's kind of like the war on drugs in a way where, you know, you in, you funnel all these resources into fighting something, but it doesn't work. It all backfires. And that's where I get the sense when it comes to to with the Border Patrol and this uh, aggressive attempts to control illegal immigration or immigration as a whole. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So, I mean, before I thought, you know, oh, you got to have some type of border control. But at this point, I'm like, uh, why, really? You know, if some somebody's breaking the law, or if there's an issue with MS-13 within the country, that's what law enforcement's for. Right. But this whole thing that, like, uh, the border just has everything to do with. MS-13 is just, I feel, a fear-mongering tactic by the administration. And really, the people who are coming over are just coming over to try to get a better life. MS-13, right? And I don't even, like, I don't even buy into the whole MS-13 shit. Um, I'm in, I'm here in the D.C. area, um, one of the, in in one of the areas where uh, MS-13 is the most prevalent. Mm -hmm. You know, I I see. It is. I I didn't know that. I thought it was mostly West Coast. No, it's um, it's Long Island in in, in the Northern okay. Virginia area. They're heavy. Okay. you see them out. Yeah, like like they, they they have the tattoos, and you know, like every you know, like once or twice a year, there's a case of of a you know a murder or something connected to them. But it's right. never innocent bystanders. It, it's always people you know who are involved with that life. Like with anything else. Yeah. With anything else, if you mind your business, you're good. I, I can't. I don't mm-hmm. know because you like bet your bottom dollar if they killed somebody innocent, if they killed you know um, Joe the plumber coming home from work one day, you bet that'll be national news as it should be, and it'll you know it'll be every Republican's rallying cry. I don't care when it happened; it, it could have happened 16 years ago. They're gonna bring it up. So what I'm trying to say is, ain't nobody fucking thinking about MS-13. MS-13, it ain't a problem for me. I'm not. In that yeah, I not think it. Yeah, thinking. it's not a problem. Like you, yeah, MS-13 doesn't pose a threat to your life any more than a crip or a blood does. Right. Like, no, I totally. And a lot of people that are on the side of the administration are, and who are buying into these uh, fretful ideas about it will probably never have any type of altercation or any. Thing that happens in their life where there's a negative consequence, not of just MS 13, but just illegal immigrants as a whole. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Like, wouldn't have you said to yourself, oh, that shit ain't going right for me because of illegal immigration? Like, what? Uh, Apparently, they say it all the time. 
until they need. Never mind, I'm not even gonna say that. But they say the shit all the time. But uh, but I would like them to point to something tangible. They can't. Fox News. They can't. Fox News. Because nobody's working those jobs. Nobody's working the jobs that they're working. Exactly. And if you if you if you want to work those jobs and you're losing out to somebody who can barely speak the language, then fucking shame on you. Yo, listen. I don't. I'm not like. I'm saying this from like a, a, a social economical uh, statistical standpoint, right? When you lose your job at the factory, people still need their lawns mowed, right? But are you going? Are you picking up your lawnmower and going door to door mowing lawns? Who's usually doing those type of jobs? Who's coming over the, these places mowing lawns? It's 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 usually immigrants. Yeah, I'm not saying that's all. I mean, I'm not saying that it's immigrants from Latin America. I'm not saying that's that's all they do. But it's these jobs right. that Americans feel like we're too good that that we're too good to do that. Right, absolutely. Are doing so, what jobs? What what jobs are these people stealing? Like these, they're they're not killing you. They're they're not raping you. And and not no, right. a lot of these people live in places where there's no diversity. It's just black and white, and usually yeah. mostly white. So these people right. aren't, aren't even running into these people. So I, I never even got like why immigration is, is the hot button issue it is when it only affects like uh, such a small percentage of the population. It's, totally. And the thing is, that's why people that's why people had a, a, when uh, when Trump said something like, where he says says these things about rapists and and murderers. That's why people have a problem with it, because he's trying to use fair tactics. He's trying to use these fair tactics and he's trying to rile these people up that are going to vote. He's trying to rile his base up who are not, who are not going to be affected by these things. These people are scared as shit. Bro. They're scared. In the safest time, the safest, one of the best times. Unemployment is at its all at an all time low. Like the crime is crime is as low as it's ever been. Like crime has been on a downward on a downward trend since the early nineties, right? Yeah. Um, I think there was an upward spike in two thousand fifteen is the only year where, where uh crime trended up for a year. But since then it's been it's been down. So we're living in the safest times. We're living in the most prosperous times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People yeah, are as and, and... and as pessimistic as they as as they've ever been. It's what it's what keeps people in power, bro. Pretty much. I mean, every time somebody tries to cite the law for something and say, oh, it's the law. It's the law. You got to go with the law. And uh, it's a cop out because not laws change. Laws change because sometimes they're inhumane. And and I'm not. If you're talking about these immigration laws. Well, they haven't they haven't reached a point where they weren't going to change where they needed to change because. The Bush administration, the Obama administration said, "No, we don't want to. We don't want to do that." As a matter so of fact, need to change. So this administration is saying, "So now, well, now the pressure is on it to change, and maybe there will be some type of address." But yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't. I don't this know. This is his leverage. He's using these people as fucking leverage. This yeah. is his leverage. Matter of fact, I just I got a notification from uh, Politico. Um, Hold on. Trump to House GOP. Send me an immigration bill. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's using... Um, yeah, he wants an immigration bill, and he wants it to include the building of the wall. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Where oh. it's like it it doesn't make a difference. He's like taking people hostage. Yeah. And he's using plausible deniability. He's he's a coward. Like, honestly, he's a coward because he's saying, oh, I don't want these kids. I don't want them. Uh, I mean, I don't want them to be locked up. Uh, but, you know, Congress, they got to they got to change it. Meanwhile, his attorney general is sitting there saying we're going to have zero tolerance when you cross the border. When in the past, every other administration has said, this you know, we should discretion when it comes to this. If you got uh, a mother with her, uh, with her three-year-old daughter and their dad and another child, uh, it the, the, probably not in, good for anybody to separate these people. Yeah, this isn't every other administration. Clearly. Exactly. And that's the problem. So you can say, oh, you can try to note the economy's good and and this and that and then to to look away from stuff like this which you know the economy i mean i saw today on cn cnbc that uh all of the gains from 2018 from the stock market are in jeopardy but you know whatever uh, that's what happens when you call victories early on you uh you really don't put yourself in a position where you can blame it on obama when it all collapses a uh, couple of years from now because uh, you already claimed victory because of your presidency. But, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's no convincing some of the some of the supporters anyway. They're, they're uh, already a lost cause. No, of course. and um, But that doesn't bode well for 2018 or 2020 because guess what? The Democrats aren't doing are doing shit. Yeah, they're, well, they're a party of... They're doing shit. So, I mean, we're... we're Yo, all signs point to a repeat of 2016 because Democrats aren't changing shit. They're just like, they're, they're still waiting on Donald Trump to hang himself. And it, that's not going to happen. Donald Trump isn't just going to lose. Like he, he has I mean, you just need more people voting. I, I, I would imagine but what Democrats, Democrats take over. People to vote? Nothing. So it's, it's going to Yeah, but it's what, it's what the other side is causing them to vote. It, it's going for the default side. candidate. I mean, there's a lot of people just not disenchanted, but enraged by what's going on. Okay, they've been enraged since 2015, and 2016, it still didn't matter. Like, but it was a narrow, it was a very narrow victory. The Democrats don't have any answers. All they're doing is they're just sitting back and just saying, "Look at this shit show on the other. Look at the shit show on the other side. Look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. Look what they're doing." I don't disagree with you. I I agree with you. But where I do disagree with you is I don't think that will necessarily cost them the election. I still think they have even well cost them the last one, but doesn't mean it will cost them this one. Why not? If nothing's changing, because his his base hasn't gone anywhere. Like like the. The statistics show that his base isn't isn't hasn't budged. No, they're not gonna. But you know, he won by a very narrow margin to begin with, and you got a younger generation of voters coming up who are probably gonna lead left. And um, I, I just think Democrats will uh, take over the House and the Senate, or at least the Senate, and then maybe the House in two thousand eighteen and two thousand twenty. They'll, they'll win the election, but that's not because of anything inspiring that they've done. It's just because it's such a 
mess from what's going on with this administration. Yeah, but they, but what I'm trying to say is they banked on that in 2016, and they did. No Hillary did. That 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 any of this shit is changing. There's zero indication. No, I I agree. And I agree with you. That's what, but and that you can't have this. You're not a politician, so like I, you know, I don't, I don't expect you. But I, I feel like poli- the actual Democratic politicians have your same attitude. Like it's just going to change. It has to because look at this shit. No, that's not the. That's case. not my attitude. Like uh, my attitude is just that's just my prognostication. Uh, prognostication. That's what I think will happen. Yeah, and that's what Democrats think is going to happen too. But well, that doesn't mean that they should be inactive. They should definitely be politically active and try to propose some solutions i'm not i'm not saying that they they shouldn't what i'm saying is just i think this one could be won by default but i was wrong about the last election yeah i thought that was gonna there's no such thing as default there's no such thing as winning by default so let your that's true congressman this or your local elected official this i mean i i'm gonna vote for sure but you know we'll see what happens Yes, sir. On that note, All right. this is the No Rhythm Mixtape. See you next week. All right, man. We're out of here. Go on.